Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It is time to get up with a Monday night mauling. The Jets offense is offensive. Could even Aaron save this crap? Meanwhile, Dak was the best player on the field Sunday, and it still wasn't enough. Does that mean the D in Big D is destined to mean disappointment once again? And then the Michigan man speaks. But will he soon be silenced? And if so, for how long? This story is coming to a head right now. Don't miss the latest as we get up with you. Stop! No! Crap. Yeah. No! There will be no laughing today. Jets, Jets, Jets! There will be no cheering. Yeah. There will be no. Yeah. There will be no fun. Let's go! There will be no frivolity. Dog. I'm looking. Good <laughs> dog. I'm looking in particular at this side of the table. There will be no fun to be had on Get Up this morning. Oh yeah! Zero. I know. Can you guys take a cue from what's going on no, with the professionalism? The with we didn't, crap. We didn't, we didn't, uh, and then think we, it's, not a, it's on for us. We didn't you just Zach opened Wilson it. Look, <laughs> look. Did you watch People. this? Okay. Roll the tape for crying out loud. You think you need me to explain uh. it to you? Do it. Zach Wilson and the Jets hosting the Chargers on Monday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers oh, yeah. getting psyched yeah. up. Yeah. Go yeah. out there, kid, and fumble twice. Here we go. Early uh. first quarter. The one thing the Jets cannot do is give up a big play on special teams. RG3. And that's exactly what happened with Darius Davis right here. Part return for a touchdown. That man's got more moves than the military. Nobody's catching him. World-class speed. 87 yards. The Jets have allowed three punt return touchdowns in the last two seasons. Listen to this. The rest of the the NFL has only allowed four. The Jets have allowed three in the last two years. Now, RG3, the one thing the Jets cannot have is their best player making a big mistake. 100%. We're accustomed to seeing this from guys like Zach Wilson, but not Garrett Wilson. (laughs) Garrett, listen, we're we're five minutes into the game, and the Jets have had two terrible – Wait a minute. Now we're nine minutes into the game, and Dominique and Zach getting into the act. Oh, man. I mean, the protection wasn't great. You got to get rid of the ball. Stop patting that thing. Strip, fumble, dive on it, both He held it like five and a half seconds. Yeah. Like, we're, you blame the O-line on I that. didn't blame him. Okay. Okay. Get rid of we're in the middle of the first quarter, and then that leads to this Jeff Austin Eckler. That was the third time he had gotten the end zone, so he was very excited after that. You know how Red Zone shows you all the touchdowns? We show you all the fumbles. Four minutes oh. remaining in the, because we have no touchdowns to show you. This is another Zach Wilson fumble. They're going to take this to the two-yard line as Mac gets Zach, and the whole thing is whacked. Uh, Justin Herbert finishes with just 136 yards. The Jets sack him five times, and they get blown out because their offense is as bad as any team in the NFL. They've scored eight offensive touchdowns in eight games. Afterwards, the aftermath. It's been a man, and, and, you know, it's getting to the point where it's disappointing. You know, I hate coming off the field, looking our defense in the eyes, and, and you know, knowing that we got to send them back out there after three and out. You know, them boys are my dogs. They come out and, and ball. They put us in a great position. It's time for us to start returning the favor, man. And, and um, it's, it's time. You know, we got to figure it out.
All right, someone say something, uh, because that, that was, it was just, I apologize to America that you had to sit through that last night. That's your standalone game. We all look forward to Monday Night Football, yeah. and it was just unwatchable. RG3, you were there. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, we, we have talked about this before on the show. The Jets, defense and special teams, they have to play beyond perfect yep. for the Jets to be successful. You look at their winning streak on that three-game winning streak, Zach Wilson only had one touchdown pass. So mm -hmm. when you turn the football over three times on offense, it's not going to help you. But, Jeff, I really felt bad watching the offensive line. Zach Wilson was holding on to the football for so long, and the yes. numbers speak to it. When he was holding the football under two and a half seconds, completed 91% of his passes, yep. right? Zero sacks. When he was holding it longer than two and a half seconds, eight sacks only completed 48% of his passes. So I even go even further into that, Jeff, because – Six of the eight sacks, he held the football for longer than four seconds. Thank you. So if I'm the offensive coordinator in Daniel Hackett, mm -hmm. my job is to organize the game plan to get the ball out of Zach Wilson's hands faster because we already know, as you mentioned, Greeny, they only had eight uh, offensive touchdowns. Yeah, and the whole season. He's, he's not going to be the reason that they're winning or <coughs> losing games, but he certainly can't be the reason that they're in a hole so early. And when they've had success with him this year, we've seen it. We've seen them scheme those quick throws. The Chiefs game, right? Well, I mean, I, was, I know they didn't, but – but, I mean, that was one of his better games in terms of the way he performed. So, you have to see that. I, I think, you know, they got away with one last week against the Giants, an ugly game that I still haven't fully scrubbed from my memory. <laughs> uh, but they come in last night with an extra day to prepare, and you're thinking, of it, like, this is it? Like, this is what they came up with for the, for the Chargers? They have to be better than this. Scheme-wise, they have to be better than this in terms of protecting the ball. They have to, to Robert's point, they have to be just about perfect in every area to overcome the deficiencies of the quarterback, which I, I just don't think are – we're just not going to get to a point this year where those are all wiped away. We, we have to be fair because I remember a couple weeks ago, for the last couple weeks, I've been listening to people on this set and other places saying, we need to give – let Zach – let it yeah. rip. Let Let's give Zach the ball. Well, he didn't rip let though. Zach he throw. Five let, seconds. Well, I mean, that's take what the, happened when you give him a bunch yeah. of times in the past. They gave him more autonomy. It seemed like they were doing this no-huddle stuff that yeah. they thought would help him. But the problem with doing no-huddle and hurry-up is – then you have more plays. Yes. And the more <laughs> plays that you give them, there are going to be things that go wrong. And honestly, I don't – what do you expect from Zach Wilson? The point is everyone around him kind of didn't live up to what they had to be and what the point you made. They have to be perfect or better than perfect, and they I, weren't. I was told there would be no math when I, when I came to work here. But <laughs> no if math. I add up the throws, I'm pretty sure we're around 57 That's a lot throws. of throws. Now listen, the game got out of hand late, but – Early on, why are we so – if you have Brees Hall in the backfield and you have got an extra day to prepare and your defense is supposed to be what you're writing home about, why are we throwing – so listen, you are playing to your weakness, expecting it to be a strength and wondering why you're scoring eight touchdowns in the season. It makes absolutely no sense. Okay, we can get – Salah has done an incredible job of keeping this ship together and guys on the thing. All, but from an offensive perspective, they are doing the worst to Zach Wilson by forcing him in. And, again, the game got out of control late, so you got to throw it. I get that. So, it's going to be skewed to a degree. But early on, this game isn't out of control, and you're not using Brees Hall. That's your own fault. Yeah, 100%. And, and you know, to an offensive line perspective, we always talk about, like, giving those guys help. If you watch those highlights, you just saw tight ends trying to block, backs yeah. trying to chip. They yeah. could not protect him. Tui Tui Pelotu, uh, Joey Bosa, and Khalil Mack were on a whole nother level last yeah. night. Oh. And the Jets' offensive line just couldn't handle it. Let the record show that this was the 
resistible force against the movable yeah. object. One of the worst the, the Chargers, defenses in the league. I believe we're 32nd yeah. in pass right. defense coming into the game. So I think the Jets thought to themselves, this is the game where we can do this a little bit. Oh. And what they found was oh their pass offense is worse than the worst <laughs> pass defense in the National Football League. So where does that leave one? I mean, they're halfway through the season. And, and I think that... the. The National Football League season, you know, it reveals itself, right? Like, yeah. we can feel good about the Jets for three weeks, yeah. but there are 18. Right. <laughs> and so, <laughs> right. so, eventually, you know, water finds its level. And I think what we're seeing with the Jets is this defense is fantastic, right? Like, like really, really outstanding. Even down 14 nothing, real quick, they're still keeping them in the game. Right. You know, they get a field goal, then you get the ball to start the second half, and you can kind of talk yourself into it. But over the course of the season – this is going to show up. If you're going to lean on Zach Wilson, it's going to show up. If you're not going to be able to feed Brees Hall, it's going to show up. And I think that where that leaves the Jets, to your point, is kind of where we thought they'd be after week one, after that horrendous, you know, Aaron Rodgers injury, which is, you know, on the outside looking in as a contender. Look, they're on their second quarterback. Robert Salo's on at least his third beard. Are they, are they, are, 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 oh, yes, he I don't is. know what happened to his beard. What happened? I mean, I've... It looks it, magnificent. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, Troy Aikman said on the telecast, I can't believe it hasn't turned gray watching this game. <laughs> the, the question it's going to be asked is, should they be considering going to a third quarterback? Should they be making a change at that position Ooh. now? They have Trevor Simeon on the rock. They have Trevor Simeon. Robert has shaken his head no. No, the quarterback is not. That's not going to solve anything. If Trevor Simeon is going to save this team, it'll be the first team that he's ever saved. So I get it. You might as well go ahead and, and run forward with Zach Wilson. Uh, you understand what you're in for. And Aaron Rodgers is on the field telling people that, you know, I might be back in a couple I weeks. Think so who knows? The one thing that we've Those learned from this season uh, from the Jets is that the emotional impact of Aaron Rodgers, like the emotional tie to this team matters. Sure. So I would not be so quick to say they shouldn't ever turn to Trevor Simeon, not because I think Trevor Simeon is so much better than Zach Wilson, but I I do believe that there may come a point, and there came a point last season, where everyone looked around and, and the team kind of started to fall apart because they felt like that guy could not lead them. So maybe sometimes it's just like, hey, here's some new blood. This is another reason to go out there and fight because you know the guy that you I, have. I would, you. I would agree with that if you if I laid everything on Zach Wilson last night. But that was not just right. Zach no, Wilson. No. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, to your point about the trip, but I'm just saying, I would say with the Mike White situation, they felt like he was the only thing that was holding them back. Right. Like, this is not he's the only thing. Uh, you can't, your best guys can't fumble the ball. You can't not give your best player the ball right. a number of times. Like, like, you're doing everything to put this guy in that position yep. to go That's, win games and asking him to do something he can't do. That's so, my exact point. And yeah. it sucks being a quarterback in times like that. For sure. But what else are you going to change? I'm not arguing right. that that you can blame it all on Zach Wilson. And I'm not saying they should do it this week. But if they lose a couple more games, yeah. you can't change the coordinator because Aaron loves him. Right. What else <laughs> What else are you going to do? Right. You can't bring in another He's not going in. Bring, Lazard, like, catch. At, at some point, you need to be able to walk into the meeting Monday morning and say, guys, we got a chance this week. You know why? Trevor Simeon. I mean, I don't know. To, to Robert's point, those are words that have never been uttered anywhere. But maybe one – Robert alluded to it. Let, let me just let you hear what Aaron Rodgers said. Uh, On the field after the game, they're all walking out there. He runs into Derwin James. You know, they're old friends or whatever. Who knows? They've, ne- they've met before. <laughs> I don't know. What about darkness with each other? I slept like 20 minutes last night. Cut me some slack. Anyway, this is the conversation that ensued.
He laughed at him. Yeah. So look, Derwin okay. James laughed at him. <laughs> so like, thank you, Derwin James. Here's what I can tell you. People ask me all the time, why do I keep saying December 24th? My son was texting me this morning. Uh, why is it? Because that's what he thinks. I'm not telling you what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you what he thinks is going to happen. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is throwing 50-yard passes on the field yesterday. I firmly believe that he firmly believes that he'll be able to come back and play this season if there is a season to be worth saving. Yeah. The Jets have to win games. They've got the Raiders next week. That suddenly doesn't look like quite as easy a game as it might have looked a week ago. One way or another, they need to win games, and maybe Aaron Rodgers comes back. Maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, Aaron let Rodgers me. believes a lot of weird medical stuff. Let me just say this to you about Aaron Rodgers. A quick story. When I went to Green Bay, and he in his warm-up throws, there is more velocity on that football than any quarterback I had ever. And when I tell you it has a different sound, that dude could throw, without either Achilles, he could go throw that ball 70 yards. The dude is different, his arm. So don't don't let the 50-yard throw be that impressive to you. Oh, I mean, okay. don't ride just on that how far he can throw it. He can spin it no matter what. So don't doubt I'm, Aaron I'm, I'm hoping. I'm don't hoping. Him. Man needs a goal. And yeah, I think when you have a goal, it helps you to get up in the morning and motivate yourself. Sure. That's, he has a goal. He I'm not sure goal. that deep down inside he's going to reach his goal. Believe. He and Greeny, he's going to reach his goal. Don't Greeny's going to break that out of the glass and, and be wearing it. I want Greeny, don't doubt Aaron Rodgers. There's a chance that he comes back there you if go. he believes it. He's trying to instill that that's into right. the team, and that's all that matters. Well, 100%. That's to his credit. The team has responded yeah. to this, whether yeah. it's true or not. Yeah. All right, Get let me back. break on that thought. We will mercifully move on to other matters <laughs> as we continue in a moment. <laughs> Dak played great, but it wasn't enough on Sunday. Are the Cowboys now depending too much on their quarterback after they said they wanted him to do too little? Plus, could Jim Harbaugh be looking at his second suspension this season? The decision is expected in the next 48 hours. We have the details coming up. Don't miss it. Get up on ESPN. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Get Up is brought to you by the CMA Awards, live Wednesday at 8, 7 Central on ABC. All right, we're halfway through the NFL regular season, so let's hand out some mid-season report cards. Let's see how tough our graders are. Jeff, what grade are you giving the Kansas City Chiefs? Uh, an A? How could you not? They just had a showdown with the Dolphins, AFC showdown. 
Travis Kelsey has 14 yards. Mahomes throws for a buck 85. Yeah. And they still find a way to win. Top five defense. Hey, be on alert. They can play their worst game and still beat the Dolphins. You got to like it. They are in advanced level courses, and they are not performing advanced level work. We have higher expectations for this team. This They're is sad. I've, I've seen them uh-huh. at an A. That's not them at an A. That's all. I mean, they're 72. Good. Congratulations. Oh, listen, oh, he went right. to Harvard Business School, so I mean, he knows what he's talking defense, about. This defense could carry the Chiefs yeah. to a, a, a Super Bowl championship. Yeah. That is why they get an A. That's the offense an will a. figure it out. They still got Patrick Mahomes, but this might be the first year a. that a. the defense could be the reason defense they win it all. Defense wins championships. It does. Defense. You like that? Is, is that, that, <laughs> that's an old saying. Well, I'm just uh, helping no. out. I, I would leave them a little more room at the yeah, top. I'd give yeah, them a I B like plus that. because I think they can get better. I think that offense is not explosive right now, and I think it has a chance to be. And if it if it doesn't improve, then come playoff time, they might have a little tougher time. So you're saying if Patrick to. brings his report card back and says, "Why do I have a B plus?" It's the teacher says, "It's because I know you're capable of." <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I know you're capable of applying yourself. I know you're capable of applying yourself. It may not be fair, but that's how it is. All right, let's get to the Steelers. Graziano, let's see how tough they handed out grades at Georgetown. I mean, what grade do we give the Steelers at the midway point? I went with a C plus because I still don't think they're very good, but they're five and three. So, like, I don't know how to make that make sense. Uh, they've been outgained in every single game, uh, which is bizarre. And, and I think, you know, good for them for finding ways to win. But I think overall performance, we have to, what are you shaking your head at? Your grading system is garbage. You gave at? the Chiefs a B plus this is a very and the Steelers a C plus. decision. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? I'm going to tell you something. I don't think they're very good, but they're five and three. No, so they like, deserve what? an A. Thank Why? You. No, Mike. Because Thomas. they stink <laughs> and they're five and three. They've been outgained in every, every game, game this season, and they've won five of them. You want to talk about maximizing your ability. <laughs> Look, they've done everything they can with what Agreed. they have. They might be the worst so, team in the NFL in their five and three. So Mahomes come back to that teacher is, you're giving that kid an A? Yep. Exactly right. And yeah. I got a B plus? Because that kid can't do come anymore. On. Because Mike Tomlin is giving me everything he possibly could, <laughs> and you, Patrick, are not. not. This That's yes, how grading works. Yes. <laughs> It, which should be. It should, oh yeah. I, I mean, I think I'm on Greeny's side. What they've accomplished, oh. they just guessed all the way down to Stantron's seat <laughs> and came up. It's like, oh, that's we won five exactly games. Right. Exactly they right. Right. They they go. They did everything. They did the, they did the, they did the Christmas tree <laughs> on the way down the grading sheet. <laughs> they found it. Out. They'd fail it. Uh, what do you think? No, I mean, I, I, to me, it's like for the for the Steelers, they have won games that we, we think that they should yeah, have. Right. At the end of the day, if Matt Canada can figure out that offense, then they're going to be better. So at 5-3 and three right now three. in the season, I would give them an A as well. All right, yeah, the entire – the defense is good. Right now the entire AFC North, shout-out Kimberly Martin, would be in the playoffs if the season Ooh. ended today. That That's was her bold prediction before the season began. Division. All right, one more. Here we go, Dominique. What grade are you giving the New York Giants? I give the Giants a D. Oh, I think a D is giving them a D. I give them a D. What grounds? They won two games. Is it? Um, They have a passing grade. uh, F is really mean. Also, they traded away Leonard Williams. That was smart. Good job. Get a D for them. (laughs) What? You know, you know how what your grading is. You're just trying to get the kid through the next year. (laughs) That's what you did. Don't fail because I got to see him again. That's what you're doing. I don't want to see him again. He's gonna be in my 
my class. This is I'm how they grade football on. players. That's right. how you That's do it. How it works. Give, make it somebody else's problem. One at problem. a time. One at a time. <laughs> Education. So what you're saying is Dominique just wants them eligible. Absolutely. Yeah. That's it. Right? Just keep them going. Them eligible. Just keep them going. The coach came in to see the teacher. Like, hey, come on. Can we just? Can we just? You're right. Are the New York Giants? If they, if their season goes the way it now clearly appears it's going to, and they have a top two or three draft pick. Are they going to take a quarterback? Have we seen the end of Daniel Jones in New York? Fellas, I think it's not the popular thing to say, but you don't pay a quarterback $40 million and then go draft a quarterback in the first round the next year. Uh, I don't care how you feel about Daniel Jones. At the end of the day, towards ACL, they have to give him time to come back and make plays yeah. for them. And I'm not a – I didn't think they should have paid him $40 right. million. He got his money. If you're talking about organizational decisions that are going to help your team in the long run, you don't go draft a quarterback in the first round when you have so many holes on your offensive line and the rest of your team moving forward. Here's the problem. They keep drafting offensive linemen in the first round, yeah, and they, they just get worse. So you, so you want to miss on the old lineman and then go try to put another quarterback back behind that offensive line? That I'm doesn't not, make any sense. I'm, I'm not arguing that they should draft a quarterback, but I think they will draft a quarterback. They, they gave him the money, but they gave him a running back's contract. They didn't give yeah. him a long-term contract. Right. They gave him a contract that they could get out from under very quickly quickly and if they're at the top of their draft a draft that has quarterbacks that people think are franchise changing quarterbacks it'd be foolish to say yeah let's get an offensive lineman and ride it out with Look, Daniel so who was the last I mean, quarterback that the Giants drafted in the first round or high as, as a pick that came and actually came to fruition there Eli Manning, Eli. Eli Manning. Right, how many up and down seasons did Eli Manning have as a New York Giant two Super Bowls uh, yeah. two Super Bowls right. how many up and down seasons yeah a lot of them right? yeah. Yeah. and a, a lot, lot of, them. of them so when you look at it from that <laughs> I mean, standpoint if this team is not ready to win drafting a young guy like a Drake May oh. or Michael Penix so maybe is not going to help is what you're saying that if they have the second or third pick in the draft, you could yeah. get a king's ransom for that 100%. from someone. Now, the other question I have, in a world in which we come back from injuries a lot faster than we used to see Rodgers, Aaron, um, <laughs> you know, is Daniel Jones even going to be ready to play at the start of next season? No. This is a torn ACL in mid-November. Yeah, yeah, he will not be ready at the beginning of the season. And I do, I, I, I agree, I think you have to draft a quarterback. I, yes. think, I think you have to look for, even if Daniel Jones is your quarterback at some point next year, yes. you have to look at what your future is going to be for for the New York Giants, you don't you don't miss on those I, guys. I actually agree with Robert. I think the smarter thing to under normal circumstances is to trade the pick and get a king's ransom. However, I don't think that they'll do that. When there's a quarterback at the top of the draft, no. several that people think are franchise changers, you can't pass them up because everyone loses their job. No, that's a different discussion, and I agree with you. Don't compound your mistake by, by sticking to it. They got $36 right. million guaranteed for Daniel Jones next year. I think you got to eat that if you have a chance to get somebody better. Look, would he be ready man. to start the season? He's always been hurt. Like, yeah. like it, there are there are reasons man, to move on man. from Daniel Jones. There all are. right. We have much more to do as we continue this morning. We'll hand out more grades. It's been a, a tough morning for all of those. Uh, but as we continue, yeah, so to Dak, he gets an A, right, for his performance the other day. He was the best player on the field, but it still wasn't enough to get the Cowboys a win. So what does that mean? Is the D and Big D destined to stand for disappointment again? Plus... Jeff, Saturday, we got more pancakes this morning. You don't want to miss them, and he's got a little appetizer for us. Give me the moose bouche this morning, Jeffrey. A little appy. We're going to go with a double la crepe to crank up the morning. We're going to get one right there. Bam! Another one. Bam! That's how we start. That's how we get the palate moving, moving forward. Hey, that guy needs to stop looking at the sideline. Make sure you look at the guy coming to hit you. And then this right here to the echo of the whistle. Here it is again. Look, what's he looking at? Don't stand there like that, man. It's a speed bump. This is going to be a spectacular pancake session. Man, Fox is back. Ready to swipe them pancakes, baby. Let's go.
Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, we are back, and it is time for Overreaction Tuesday. I'm going to say something that I think people are generally saying, and our own Dan Graziano will tell me whether or not that something is an overreaction. Here we go. So I think people are saying after they lose again to Kansas City, they lose to all the good teams, the Dolphins are going to flame out in the playoffs. Is that an overreaction? It's not an overreaction. When they play good teams, they're not the same team. And until we see otherwise, I think we have the right to believe this. Look. They're, they're extremely good, and what Mike McDaniel is doing in terms of scheme and when, when Tua can play on time, it looks fantastic. But when teams have been able to disrupt that, it does not look fantastic. And in the playoffs, Greeny, you tend to face teams with winning records. And you need to have the home field for that. Rex made the point yesterday to run that offense. You need the crowd noise not to be a factor. All right, next, C.J. Stroud is having one of the great rookie seasons we've ever seen. If I were to say he's in the MVP conversation, is that an overreaction? No. I mean, we sat here a couple weeks ago. I told Robert this guy's a top 10 quarterback in the league right now. He said, no way. <laughs> no, 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 And I said he is. <laughs> oh, this is his second. Well, yeah. Here's bad, the bad, thing. Bad, bad, bad. If the Texans win games and he plays like this, he has to be in the MVP conversation. The broader point, Greeny, is this is a guy that's going to be in these conversations going forward in his career. He's an incredible find for the Texans at number two. They got lucky that they didn't get number one. Uh, he's special. All right, let, let's talk more about both of those later in the show. But then let's come to the NFC East. If people say after the Eagles beat the Cowboys, that race is over. Mm-hmm. Is that an overreaction? It is an overreaction. Look, that was a close game. It could have gone either way. And when you look at the upcoming schedules for these two teams, when they meet again in early December, the, Eagle, the, the Cowboys could have caught the Eagles by then based on who they're playing in the meantime. So I, I think they're right there with them. That game will be in Dallas if the Cowboys win their upcoming games and the Eagles struggle in theirs. Cowboys absolutely have a chance to get back in this race before the end of it. And you guys know, I believe, 
in the NFC East curse. Oh, yeah. And nobody winning two years in a row. I have to cling to this. It's been 20 years since that has happened. In the meantime, Rex Ryan was on here yesterday and made the following point, and it made sense, on Dak Prescott. <laughs> the best thing that happened was Dak Prescott was unbelievable. Yeah, right. And you know what the worst thing is? What? That Dak was Prescott was unbelievable. What does that mean? Because you still never won. Right. Yeah. He's never going to play better than that. So that's it. When you just read the words, the best news is that the, he played great. The worst news is that he played great. His point, Robert, yeah. was you can't ask for more from your quarterback than he gave you, and you still couldn't beat <clears throat> this team. Your thoughts? Oh, man, I've been waiting for this conversation. Go. Okay. okay, so for Dak Prescott, to answer your question quickly, yeah, I disagree. All right? Dak is one of the most scrutinized quarterbacks in the game. Mm-hmm. Right. All right? I've always been a believer in him, so I understand if there's been people who have been loud and wrong about him for a long time and Mm -hmm. didn't think he could play this way, I can understand why they would change their tone. But the bottom line is the truth of the matter is that could have played better. In the closing moments, in the crucial moments of the game, he could have played better down the stretch. Having that sack, stepping out of bounds, hey, I know there's a guy running after him, but you got to find a way to get that in the end zone without Mm -hmm. stepping out of bounds. So when I look at this game, in the fourth quarter alone, they had three drives inside the Eagles' 10-yard line and came away with six points. Right. I don't care what the reason is for that. They could have executed better in that moment. But the frustrating part for me is that the whole industry has had this narrative about Dak that he can't make these plays and he can't do this thing. That was nothing new to me to see him go out there and play the way that he has. Dak is a great quarterback. I stand 10 toes down on that. But he himself would tell you, I could have played better at the end. So stop making it seem like this was just some aberration. I do want to ask you one question. I love the take, and I'll open it up in a minute here. But I do want to ask you one question about that, because I had all defensive people here yesterday, so to have a quarterback. The sack that he takes at the end of that game, when they go all the way back, is that on him? The point was being made yesterday. The right tackle gets beat so quickly that, and this is the play right here, the the, the moment Dak sees him, he's already being contacted. Correct. You tell me, you're a quarterback. Is that one on the quarterback? Listen, you got to throw the ball away. Mm-hmm. The, the bottom line is we, we, we have crucified, the industry has crucified Dak so much in these types of moments that now it's trying to retract itself and say, let's make all the excuses that we possibly can. Dak will tell you in his press conference, I should have thrown that ball away no matter what. Get it out of my hands. Don't put my team in that situation. He's never going to throw his offensive lineman under the bus. We can speak about every, each and every play. Nick, you know this, yeah. and Jeff, you know it as well. We can talk about each and every play in a game and say, it was this guy's fault. It was that guy's fault. Dak needs to throw that football away, and they, then they're not in that situation. The problem, the problem with blaming Dak in that situation is that's how he's been making a lot of plays this season, yeah, is correct. buying time and shaking people off. I think the interesting thing is before the season started, we were always saying this is going to be a defensive-led team. Yeah. They're going to run the ball well and play great defense and take the pressure off Dak. That's not what we've been looking at. The last right. several weeks, they put it all on deck. They're not running the ball. The defense is playing well, but they're not the type of defense that we thought that they were going to be that's going to create a short field and get turnovers and uh, make it easy for Dak. So I agree he could have done a little bit better, staying in bounds, making some better decisions here and there. However, I don't know that you can expect him to do that against great teams. I'm going to go Captain Obvious right here. Red zone has been a problem all season. Yeah. They couldn't. Guess what would have helped that? Derrick Henry, oh, right? What, what helps you in situations like that? They did themselves a disservice by not making moves. We, ever, we talked about this at nauseam this past few weeks. When you talk about what they have to do, when, 
Pollard is not the guy who can bring his own blockers. You have to have it. He, he had a 15-yard, I think he had 51 yards total. One of them was a 15-yard game. Like, he's an explosive type player. But now you are leaving everything to Dak and C.D. Lamb and Ferguson. And, after, and, and like you said, they get in the red zone. They can't finish this thing off. You do have to throw that ball away, but there's so many more opportunities they could have scored with a guy in the red zone. Go finish yeah. drives. When you're 30th in the league and you're playing the division leader, you have to find ways to put games away. Yeah. They don't have that answer right now. This is a situation where two things can be true, right? That could have played better in the closing moments of the game, but he wasn't the reason they lost oh, the game. Oh, my goodness. No. No, he's, he was the reason they were in the game. Here's what I want to say to you. Yeah. Though, that's my, yeah. Look, you guys played it and coached it. I, I, I fully defer to that. But here's what I think what a fan is thinking. There were 106 players eligible to play in that game. Right. He was the best one. He's the best well, one. He was the best player on the field. I can't blame the loss on the guy who was the best player on the field 100. for the three hours it of was, the game. It was a very disappointing game for a, a sort of a sports take industry that doesn't yeah. believe in nuance, right? right. Like, like there it was, you go. Because there's a lot of it there. They're not in the game without him. And yet, if you want to say this is a guy that still hasn't shown us he can you know, make the big play to win the game at the end, you have some evidence. Don't step out of bounds. Like, I, 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 it's easy for me to say there's nobody chasing me. But the fact of the matter is he did. And, and those couple of inches here and there might have made the difference in the yep, game. Yep. I, I get, you know, he's extending plays, yes. But like, you have to know at this particular time of the game, I can't be thinking about extending plays. But you're also, you're also right? thinking at this particular time of the game, I can't throw the ball away because this is a different moment in the game. Like, no, 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 I think, no, no, that's I think not in that true. case, like, in the office, I'm just letting you know. In the offense, when you come in that huddle, he will say in his ear, or he should be saying, McCarthy should be saying, well, now that pressure, throw the ball away. By the way, once you take the sack at 13 seconds, you don't throw the ball deep and out of bounds. Right, you you spike the ball, right? That should have been going on in his yep. ear. There's a, lo- there's a lot of people who should be taking shots, not just Dak. But sure. you do say that. You don't say try to extend the play in the red zone at that moment. You say throw it away. We got three more shots inside this. You don't take that sack. There may not be nuance, but, boy, that was one fascinating afternoon yeah. oh, great. of football, oh, as great. they all were. Okay, now we've had a little bit of an appetizer. We've had it a moose booth. It's time for the entree. Let's serve up the pancakes. Let's do it. Pancakes is one of our favorite things. So let me show you how we're going to get this thing going. We're back, baby. Bam, bam, bam. That's how we start this off. Let's go. (laughs) It's a thing of beauty. At IHOP, thank you to our friends at IHOP for sponsoring Jeff Saturday's pancakes, and he is ready to go take it, big fella. Let's get it going, my man. Fox is back in action. Hey, guess where we're going? Back to Oregon. They've been here three straight weeks, and we're cranking up and starting. Watch the pull. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. You know what we call that? No, 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 Chin music. No, 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 no. Chin music. And then watch the finish. Once he's on him, yeah, get him. Get him. Lay it. Sprawl. Put the sprawl on him. That's when you get grimy, grimy. My man, hey, my man, Stephen Jones. Hey, that is a smoke show. You put him down, lay on him. Yeah, I like it. I love it. That right there. He went full. The Ducks been there three weeks in a row. Congratulations. Keep showing that one. Gotta love it. Here we're going number two. Linderbaum from Baltimore. Fellow center. Gotta love this action. We're not gonna get one. We're gonna get, look, pull it. Athleticism. Get downhill. Knock one down. We're not done. Get you another one. Keep running. Keep running. 
Finish them. Get them two. Three. There they went. One, two, three. That, oh, my word. By the way, that right there, he still don't know where he is. Guess what? I'm going to get you again. Got the same dude twice. Got the same dude twice. Linderbaum is a nasty human being. I love this finish. Two pancakes for Linderbaum because he got three dudes knocked down. That's what sinners do. That's how we separate ourselves. That's your boy right there. Finally, my man Cam Akers. Now, we know he's done, but I want you to watch this play right here. He's leading. He sees him. Oh, my word. That is a big man, and he is finding him. Oh, my goodness. Hey, hey. You know what? Don't even go to the meeting. Don't even go to the meeting. You don't want none of that action, boss. You're going to walk up in that meeting. Everybody sees this, and he saw it. He looked at it. He saw Akers. Akers saw him. Didn't change anything. Three pancakes. Tip of the cap to you, oh man. Tip of the cap. Oh. What, what does happen in the meeting when that, a guy that size gets knocked like that? You just that. get a pink slip oh, and take man. it to the house. <laughs> Wind it up, boys. We're heading home. That's all we can do. We just nah, You, you got to go to the bathroom right when our plate comes out. You know it's coming. Ooh. Oh, my tummy. Oh, I'll be right back. <laughs> Thank you to our friends at IHOP for yes. sponsoring Jeff Saturday's Sat Him Down. As we continue, now we're getting serious. Ooh. The Michigan man speaks. But will he soon be silenced, and if so, for how long? This story is coming to a head right now. We've got the details coming up next. Right after these guys stop doing this. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can oh okay. We're super oh, Keep going. Keep going. Hey. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back on Get Up, and Ann Arbor is our next stop because that's where the most important story in sports is currently brewing. The Big Ten has formally notified Michigan it could be facing disciplinary action amid this sign-stealing scandal. Michigan has until tomorrow to respond. That means this is coming to a head right now. Jim Harbaugh spoke yesterday about all of the noise being directed at him. Nobody's, uh, you know wants criticism or, uh, you know, and that's why I work so hard to do everything right, you know, both uh, on and off the field, because it's been, you know, it's been that way for a long time, you know, since, since I was 22 years old. Uh, but if it's, if the criticism is directed me and not on my adolescent kids at home or the players on the football team, then I'm okay with it. All right, so that's what Jim said. Yesterday as well, the Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel, who was on the College Football Playoff Selection Committee, said, quote, I want to provide an update regarding my participation. I will not be traveling to our weekly meeting in Dallas, but instead will stay in Ann Arbor attending to important matters regarding the ongoing investigation into our football program. He looks forward to being back with the rest of them next week. So Let's get into all of this. I want everyone is going to be in on this conversation, but let's start with Heather and Paul, who are always here when we need them. I, I point out every single week, no one knows the inner workings of all this stuff better than Heather Dinich does. So we are all listening, Heather. What do all the fans need to know as we approach this incredibly important moment in this investigation? 
that Jim Harbaugh could be suspended as soon as this week with Ward Manuel staying back on campus to handle this instead of going to the CFP selection committee for his role there. This indicates that it's on the fast track. Tony Petiti, the Big Ten commissioner, has the authority to impose as many as a two-game suspension and up to $10,000 in a fine that's on the Big Ten sportsmanship policy. If it were to go beyond that, then they would have to get permission. The Big Ten would have to get permission from a special board. But if it's one game, if it's two games, when is it? Which games are it? Are, are the suspension for? Because as you guys know, they play Penn State this week. That's huge. Then they're at Maryland, a game they should win with or without Jim Harbaugh. And then finally, the regular season finale against Ohio State. So. What are they talking about here? And if the Big Ten goes down this path, I would expect Michigan to push back on it because from Michigan's side, they are going to want to fight for a due fair process. This is unique in that a conference would levy some kind of penalty before the investigation plays out. And that's what they are asking for. Hold on a minute. This is what the letter from Michigan to the Big Ten was last week. Hold on a minute. Before you do this, let due process play out and let the NCAA finish its investigation first. All right. So that's an excellent explanation of where we uh, sit. And again, the expectation is we could hear something as soon as the next day or two. So now we all sit back. Paul, you get the first crack at this. What is your reaction to all of it? Well, I think it shows the severity of the situation, Greeny, that the commissioner, and he's a brand new commissioner too, Tony Petiti of the, of the Big Ten, would intercede this quickly. A lot of commissioners would sit back and say, listen, let, let it play out, knowing very well that nothing's going to happen. Michigan moves on, possibly to the national championship. But give Tony Petiti a lot of, a lot of credit for stepping in. And why, why is he stepping in? Because everyone in the league other than Michigan apparently wants him to step in because the situation is that grave. I think it looks very bad for Jim Harbaugh, but what does bad mean? Does that mean he misses a, a game or two? Uh, as long as Michigan is still eligible for the playoffs, then you have to wonder what is this really all about? Because the school was gaining, if, it, if all these allegations are true, an unfair advantage. So uh, it is still a, it's still a mess, Greeny. I, I think Harbaugh very likely is going to be suspended. I don't know how for how long. It's sending a message, but what kind of message is it really? Is it still your expectation, Paul, as you have said on this show? And again, this is an ever-evolving story, so I more than give you the permission to change your mind as it continues. Is it still your opinion that this will be, one way or another, his last year at Michigan? That is my opinion based on so many mitigating factors. The one thing Jim Harbaugh has in his favor is that the fairly new president at the university is a big Harbaugh fan, even maybe a sicko fan. The athletic director is not, though. Ward Manuel, who you saw a minute ago, uh, he and Harbaugh have had a very tense relationship. But I think Jim Harbaugh has to be smart enough, and he's a really bright guy, to see the handwriting on the wall that all these things are closing in on him. But the real issue, though, is can he find a job in the NFL, especially with all this controversy raised over his head. All right. Outstanding. Heather, very quickly before I bring it to the, is there anything we're missing here? Anything we should know as I open it up to uh, my table is jumping out of their chairs to react to this. Uh, anything else that we need to clean up? 
Well, I just think it's important for college football fans to know from a CFP perspective that the commissioners, I've spoken to sources in, at that level, have not directed the CFP to handle this any sort of way in terms of the rankings. And the, re the repeated line from the CFP is that as long as Michigan is eligible to play in a bowl game, it is eligible to be ranked by the selection committee. And so far, all of these allegations are just that as far as the committee meeting room and are not expected to impact how the committee views Michigan. Unless, if Jim Harbaugh is suspended, they certainly consider that, just like an injured player or anything else. Mm. But that doesn't mean it's a hall pass to lose a game. It's another factor in the consideration. You guys are the best. Thank you very much. We'll continue to come to you. I want to bring it to the table. I wish you all could have seen the energy in this room with all the things that were said. So we get, everyone gets one crack at this, and then we'll have more time in it, uh, for it in our second hour today. RG3, you just heard all of that. Yep. You cover the sport. You do a game every week. Yep. What's your reaction? My first reaction is, what are the facts, right? If it's a fact that they cheated and they broke the rules, then something needs to happen. But you do have to allow due process to run its course. So I don't understand trying to suspend Jim Harbaugh right now if we don't know that the entire investigation has been completed. I think if you say, hey, well, there's a lot of pressure from the outside. All right, well, if everybody wants you to jump off a bridge, you're going to jump off a bridge? No, you're not. You're going to take your qualitative analysis of the situation and decide for yourself what you want to do. So in this regard, the other thing that comes to mind for me is just the sign stealing and, like, is it an unfair advantage for Michigan? I don't know about you guys, but we all played – Every team we played against knew our signals, knew our calls. They actually go out and they try to do that, so you have to change them every single week. So I don't think it actually gave Michigan an unfair advantage on the football field, and I think this is a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in the NFL, you change your calls every week. In college, it's a limited amount of practice time, so you don't really. At least that wasn't my experience, so it could have given them uh, an advantage. However, I think what this makes clear to me is that there is no independent governing body which makes this messy and ugly. Yep. And like the, we, Heather pointed out, that if there is a punishment, it's going to be because the other teams are pressuring them to do exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And if they pull it back, it's going to be because Michigan is fighting it back. Like, the whole point of having an independent governing body that follows these processes is that you can trust it. So I, I think that it's foolish as much as um, uh, as much as Paul wanted to, like, big up the commissioner. I think it's foolish to be like, hey, let's rush into this because they don't know everything. So exactly. if they give him a two-game suspension, then three weeks from now we find out that it was much worse than what's going on, then you can't go back and, and – Well, the, and, the NCAA theoretically is the independent body you're talking about. No one yeah, takes right. them very seriously. That's my point. <laughs> yeah, and the Big Ten right. is hopelessly biased. For reasons like this. Quick, Jeff, go. Yeah, I, mean, I, just think, I think it's silly. Like, like you said, you go through the due process. If, if Harbaugh is guilty and found guilty, then you punish them to whatever level you need to. What you're going to do now is punish kids who are making a run at the national championship by saying we're going to sit his coach in opportune, in opportune time, whether it's Penn State. All right, we'll sit him for the Terps. We'll take that one. But other, other than that, <laughs> you can't sit him for any of those games. It would be absolutely ridiculous because you're punishing the kids, not just Harbaugh. My mind goes to the NFL coaching hiring cycle, and, and Paul referenced it. You know, this is a, a guy, and, and Harbaugh, everyone's always assumed would end up back in the NFL because he had so much success there. There, uh, and this is the kind of thing that could lead to that. But I'm curious. I'm curious if there are teams that would that already weren't necessarily thrilled about the idea of bringing them in. That that, that, that this would this would factor into those kinds of decisions as well. I'm just I'm not sure we should assume he just yeah. jumps cleanly to the NFL out of this. Excellent reactions here. And again, I'll, I'll carve out some more time in our second hour so that everyone can get a little more thought on it. The one thing we do know for certain. 
is that the rankings will be revealed tonight exclusively on ESPN. Reese and the guys breaking them down. Live interview with the committee chairman, Boo Corrigan, 7 Eastern on ESPN and the ESPN app. Coming up, because I'm contractually obligated, back to the Monday night mauling. The Jets' offense is offensive. Could even Aaron save this crap? We'll answer that question next. Get up on ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 